0: running up the score you're listening to the running up the score podcast now here's your host jerry napoleonello all right here we go running up the score i'm jerry napoleonello i wanted to start off this show in a different way as most of you that know me know, I work in the film business. And if you don't know me or you didn't know that, well, now you do. So, most of you have heard about the writers and actors strike. With that being said, it's finally affected me. So, as of right now, I'm out of work. And I'm going to make it a point to put this podcast into one of my top priorities. Since starting this podcast, I can never make it a full priority. Although I want to more than anything, I just couldn't. My job wouldn't allow it. And then on top of that, with my top priority, my wife and the house and family, etc., it's hard to put the time needed for this podcast. And during COVID, I failed to take advantage of that time as some people actually flourished during that time. Unfortunately, I don't know how long this strike will take. But I will not let this time go to waste. So in terms of content, this is just the beginning. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get into it. We are going to get into the AFC South and the NFC South. This is the previews. We're heading into the football season. I believe we're at this point being that it's Thursday, July 20th. Obviously, by the time you guys see this or, or listen to this, it'll most likely be the weekend. But at this moment, we're about 50 days away from the start of the NFL season. It's right around the corner. It really is right around the corner. I'm excited. Obviously, at this time, we're starting to get the Madden ratings rolled out you know the madden 99 club the basically every position has been released except for quarterback and quarterback would be released on friday so again by the time you guys listen to this or see this wherever you're watching this you're most likely going to know the quarterback ratings I also want to get into my top 10 quarterbacks heading into this season, my top 10 running backs. I want to talk about what's going on in the running back position, uh, especially what's going on with Saquon and Austin Eckler. And then we're going to just get into each team, talk about what's going on in the preseason or basically the offseason going into this, uh, this preseason and the regular season. And then there's a, you know, a few things that I want to talk about in terms of sports cards. And I'll try to fit in as much as I can into the teams if I'm, if I'm talking about, you know, players in the hobby. When we start to talk about the Madden ratings, obviously, let me, uh, let me pull those up so that we know exactly who is what. So, obviously, the 99 club... We have Aaron Donald. We have Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, which is, you know, something you don't see a lot of. Uh, Zach Martin, 99 right guard. We're going to talk about Zach Martin as well. And then I just heard that Travis Kelsey also is a 99. Then, uh, you know, other top players, you got Miles Garrett, 98, Lane Johnson, 98, Nick Bosa, 98, Trent Williams, 98, Tyreek Hill, 98, Devontae Adams, 97, Micah Parsons, 97. Uh, what I really want to know is what you guys think about some of these ratings. I've seen mixed feelings, especially on Twitter, about, you know, some of these Ratings uh, you know, I saw Ezekiel Elliott is rated uh, an 83, when you know some starters are rated lower than him. You know, there's obviously everybody's going to have an issue somehow, but that's uh, that's also interesting. Now, in terms of my top tens, and I, you know what, I'm going to do the the quarterbacks. I really wanted to have the Madden ratings as well when giving this so each week i'm going to or each show i do heading into the regular season i want to do my top tens for for the positions so i'm going to start off with the most controversial and that's top 10 quarterbacks so i'm going to tell you guys right now that i'm probably going to piss off a lot of people right off the jump and i'm going to start from 10 down to one And here we go. Number 10. I told you guys I'm going to piss you off here. Here we go. Number 10. Jalen Hurts. My issue with Jalen Hurts. First of all, you look at his last, not this past year, but the year before. And it wasn't great. You know, it wasn't that good of a season. It was okay. Wasn't that great. And when, in terms of, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's funny because all of a sudden now people are like, he's a top two quarterback. That's crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy to me. Because when you really look at a guy like that, we're really only talking about two years or so as a starter. There's no, like, body of, You know, what we're looking at. And to put him way up there just because he had one good season, that's absurd to me. And when you look at the other quarterbacks in my top 10, and you'll obviously see them soon, the body of work for him compared to everybody else is not a lot. And I have one other guy that was drafted actually after him. You'll see why. So, yes, Jalen Hurts is my number 10. Number 9 is Lamar Jackson. Now, he started to take, you know, listen, he was an MVP. I understand that. But heading into this season, and I I think, honestly, I think he's going to have a really good season because of the team that was put around him. So I'm interested to see what happens with that offense. And I think uh, uh, adding Odell was huge. You know, Zay Flowers in the draft. I think this team could really, you know, make a big jump uh, in terms of offense. So Lamar Jackson could end up, higher on my list but Lamar Jackson also just you know to me he is he's he's a good passer he is a good passer everything that is big about him though is because of his legs so I want to keep that kind of down on my list because with runners like that you always worry about injuries and he dealt with some injuries last year You know, that that's just the thing that worries me. Especially like with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had the best offensive line last year. You know, so I'm I'm interested to see what we get from Jalen Hurts this year. I want to see it again. That's why I have him at number ten. If he continues to get better, then yeah, he'll jump up my my list. But right now we only saw one season of it, and the previous season wasn't all that. So, yeah, I'm keeping Jalen Hurts 10, Lamar Jackson 9, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has the body of work. He had one bad season. I want to see what, what we get out of Russell Wilson this year, especially now with Sean Payton. I mean, this team, heading into last season, we thought was going to give the Chiefs and the Chargers a run for their money. Obviously, that did not happen. That did not happen when it came to to Russell Wilson. Had a very very bad season. A season that we thought we would never see when it came to Russell Wilson. So he's at number 8. My number 7 and I think by the end of the season he's going to be higher on my list because I am very very high on him. And I think with the team that was put around him he's only going to get better. And that's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars into the playoffs again. He's going to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to another division title. And I think Calvin Ridley coming back from suspension, which, I mean, a lot of people forgot about, him coming back is going to be huge for Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence is number seven. My number six, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott had one bad season in terms of in, interceptions. When you look at his ratio, I mean, he's one of the best. I, I mean, just because he had one bad season in terms of interceptions, I, I mean, that's it's crazy to me that we're automatically saying, Dak Prescott's not even a top 10 quarterback because there's a lot of people that don't have him in the top 10 but Dak Prescott is my number six because a I think adding Brandon Cooks and another year past surgery for Michael Gallup I think you're going to see a better Michael Gallup I think you're going to see a better Dak Prescott because of Brandon Cooks. I think you're going to even see a better CeeDee Lamb. Each year, CeeDee Lamb has gotten better. And I think it's going to make it a little bit more dynamic with Tony Pollard. So I think this offense is going to be special. They have to stay healthy, though. I think Jake Ferguson is going to take a huge step forward uh, at tight end, obviously now with Dalton Schultz gone and in Houston. I like Dak Prescott, and I have him at six. Justin Herbert is my number five. Justin Herbert is a freak of nature, and I think he fits in the same category as Josh Allen. Very good throwers, big bodies, great arm, and can make a play with their legs if they have to so that's why I have Justin Herbert at number five number four Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers has one of the better offenses that he's had in a very long time when you look at Garrett Wilson they added a bunch of you know ex-packers for wide receivers as well But you have Brees Hall. I mean, overall, this offense is scary when you add Aaron Rodgers to that team. I hope that Brees Hall gets back to where he was before he got injured because he was having a special season for the Jets. Very special. I have Aaron Rodgers at number four because also... That defense is going to be special as well, so that adds to it. Number three is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is, I mean, there's really not much more that you could say about him. The guy is a winner. He is a winner. Do I think he has the intangibles as some of these other quarterbacks that I have named already? maybe not or maybe he does but the intangibles are it, you know it, it's tough to say because Joe Burrow I think is is a very very good quarterback and I and he's only getting better and I like him at number three I really do because you know yes he's been to a Super Bowl he's been to two a three AFC championship games or two whatever it was. You know, his his offense is very, very good other than his offensive line. And that's another thing that I give credit to, to Joe Burrow is because he's got one of the worst offensive lines that you could think of. Yet, the guy still gets his team deep. So, yes, that's why I have him at number three. I think he's only getting better. Josh Allen is number two. Josh Allen is the number two best quarterback in the league period and it, it like goes hand in hand with what I said with Justin Herbert great arm can break a tackle can run for you know however many yards he can make a, a play with his feet Josh Allen is unbelievable So Josh Allen's number two, and number one obviously is Patty Mahomes. And I was watching the uh, the quarterback uh, documentary on Netflix, and I saw people say, "Oh, that he's more unlikable now." This, and honestly, I I watched quarterback, and I liked him more, so much more that I want to start collecting his cards. In terms of the hobby, as I said. I want to start collecting his rookie cards. You know, obviously his his prices are through the roof. But I will get to that point where I start collecting Patrick Mahomes cuz I admire I mean I told my buddy who's actually a Chiefs fan, you know, Patrick Mahomes is now turning in cuz I was a huge Brady fan. I still am. You know, I I love Tom Brady. Because I I get to watch greatness, basically. That's that's the way I look at it. I get to watch a guy that is just so unbelievably good, and makes things look so easy. That it excites me to watch. You know, such a great quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is becoming that for me. You know, now that... Especially that Tom Brady is retired. So now, like, it just... He kind of bridged the gap now. Patrick Mahomes is so fun to watch. And I admire his game so much that he's becoming my new Tom Brady. So there's your top 10. Or my top 10. I'd love to hear what you people have to say. Because I, I know you guys are going to be pissed off. Especially about the, the Jalen Hurts. It's just... Because I've seen this... You know, the top 10s so much lately, and I see people have Jalen Hurts so high, and it drives me crazy. So, therefore, I had to do my own. So, there you go. That is the top 10. Now, here we go. Running up the score NFL preview. AFC South. The division of young quarterbacks. And this division, although being such a bad division the previous couple of years this division is starting to become very fun to watch alright we're going to start off Jacksonville Jaguars Jacksonville Jaguars you know when we really look at this team this team is could be very special this year they were special last year you know they had a rough season kind of middle of the pack season ended up winning the division at the last game of the season got into the playoffs, played Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence had a rough first half. They end up making this absolutely ridiculous comeback and win. And then even taking the, the Chiefs to the brink, especially after Patrick Mahomes got hurt, taking the Chiefs to the brink and then barely losing that game. This team is going to be special. Now, my question is, is when it comes to the Jaguars is how will they deal with being the favorites now because it was easy sneaking up on teams that's the thing like it's easy for teams to sneak up but it's how you play when you're the target you know when you're that team that everybody goes after plays their best when they play you that's when you see how good a team is. So I'm I'm wondering what we're going to see from the Jacksonville Jaguars this year because now they are the favorites to win the AFC South. The Jaguars barely gave up 20 uh, 20 points per game last year. It was 21.4 that I think that had them around the 15 mark, 14 mark. As I said before, Calvin Ridley is a huge upgrade at wide receiver. So that's gonna change their offense so much this year. So I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence and that Calvin Ridley connection this year. NFL draft recap. I give them a B plus. You know, with losing Jawan Taylor and free agency, also losing Cam Robinson to the PED suspension, tackle was a must, and the Jaguars got it right when they took anton harrison also going tight end was also one of those positions that they had to at least go with because of the uncertainty of evan ingram you know playing on the franchise tag obviously that was before his you know more recent three-year contract so now they have evan ingram they add um you know tight end from the draft so it's you know that was basically they did what they had to do and i commend teams that do that and that kind of hit on it, too. So I feel like a B-plus is a perfect grade for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Free agency recap. My grade for free agency is a D. You know, they basically they only signed Michael Dogby from Arizona. They signed De, uh, Dearness Johnson, the running back from Cleveland, Henry Mondo from the Giants, and Josh Wells from Tampa Bay. And obviously, as I said, they did lose Jawan Taylor. They're returning 19 starters, 8 on offense and 11 on defense. When you look at some of the names that they lost, they're kind of bigger names, especially for a team that, you know, just barely made it into the playoffs. I don't think it's too, too bad in terms of what they lost because of what they've added through the draft and, you know, just getting back Calvin Ridley, but... They lost Jawan Taylor, as I said, to Kansas City. They lost Shaquille Griffin, cornerback. They lost Marvin Jones, wide receiver, but they got Calvin Ridley, so that wasn't really that big of a loss. They lost Arden Key, Chris Minertz, and Corey Peters. Again, it's, you know, they, they lost. So in terms of what they lost, in terms of games started and games played, total games played was 116 games total started lost you know basically how many of these players started games and there was 49 games that was started between all the guys that they lost it's not crazy i mean you look at it marvin jones played 10 out of the uh, started 10 out of the 16 games shaquille griffin only played in five games arden key started only three out of the 17 games Corey Peters only started three. So it's not really that bad uh, in terms of what they lost, but they didn't gain much. So I gave them a D. Contender or pretender. This team's a contender without a doubt. And they showed that last year. So I'm excited to see how big of a contender they are this year, but they are contenders. Off-season grade. I'm going to give them a B minus. You know, although quiet, the Jags did get better with Calvin Ridley coming back from suspension and Trevor Lawrence another year under Doug Peterson. That's something that we don't really think about much but having him you know, because Doug Peterson's first year was last year with, with Trevor Lawrence and we saw what we had from Trevor Lawrence in the year prior with Urban Meyer. It was a huge jump and he's only getting better and to the point where I do think he is a top six quarterback so it's you know that's that and having another year in you know the the whole scheme and just being under Doug Peterson I mean that's huge what to expect this year 2023 season outlook I'm expecting another very good year out of the Jags they weren't supposed to even make the playoffs last year yet they make they made it and they got a win in the playoffs and as I said took the Chiefs to the brink. So, this team, I'm expecting big things this year. Will they make the playoffs? Yes, without a doubt, barring injury. So, now in terms of betting... What are the odds? The over-under is nine and a half wins. I haven't really looked at... Well, actually, I'll look at their, their season now. So, their schedule, Indy, Kansas City, Houston, Atlanta, Buffalo. So, they're playing the AFC North, and they're playing the nfc south nfc south is rather weak afc north is going to be tough but i could see them i could see them pulling out 10 wins so i'm going to go the over on that uh they're minus 160 to win the division they're going to win the division they're plus 1500 to win the afc which is eighth best so they're middle you know right in the middle for the AFC, I liked them at that spot. And they're minus 200 to make the playoffs that seventh best. There's that. Indianapolis Colts. Frank Wright and the Colts had a very disappointing season uh, last year. That was thought to be, it, you know, they, they were thought to be one of the top teams in the AFC, also have, you know, at least a playoff game. And they went 4 12 1. Reich was fired. Shane Steichen, uh, the offensive coordinator from Philly, who, you know, obviously was runner-up for the Lombardi Trophy this year. He was hired. Steichen helped develop Jalen Hurts and also Justin Herbert. So, Indy's hoping that he can do the same with Anthony Richardson. Whether they start Anthony Richardson right off rip, I don't know yet. But from what I'm hearing, just from, you know, early practices, He looks good. NFL Draft Recap. I give him a B. Outside of Anthony Richardson, uh, Colts taking Julius Brent and Blake Freeland helped improve the roster. Colts have been, you know, piecemealing the quarterback position since Andrew Luck surprisingly retired. So now the fact that they've decided to finally build around someone, that's big. Um, So, yeah, I give him a B. Free agency recap. I give them a D-minus. Between what they added in free agency to what they lost, it doesn't even come close to equaling out. So they're returning 15 players, eight on offense and seven on defense. So they added Farrow, you know, obviously Anthony Richardson in the draft, but they added Farrow Brown, tight end uh, Taven Bryan, Samson Ebu Cam, Matt Gay, Isaiah McKenzie, and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is almost like the perfect backup, to be honest with you. And we saw that with Philly, we saw that with Jacksonville. Like it's it like you look at Gardner Minshew and he's like the McCowns, basically. Like that's the guy that you're okay with starting three or four games in the season. So whether they start Gardner Minshew right off the rip. And then move on to Anthony Richardson. Or they go right to Anthony Richardson and then, you know, God forbid he gets hurt. You have Gardner Minshew behind him. Also, just to have, you know, a veteran mind behind a rookie is always great. But what they lost, you know, obviously losing Bobby Okereke. But they they got a laundry list of of guys that they lost. So here we go. Cameron Klein, Paris Campbell, Byron Cowart, Brandon Facian, Nick Foles, Stefan Gilmore, Matt Hack, uh, Nikola Kalinic, Dennis Kelly, Chase McClellan, Rodney McLeod, Yannick Ningaku, Matt Pryor, Matt Ryan, Armani Watts, and Chris Williams. They lost total games played 226 and 110 games started. So, yeah, that's that's big. Contender or pretender? They're pretenders. Uh, I think we'll see signs. Uh, from Anthony Richardson, but I think the team altogether won't be enough to compete for a playoff spot in the AFC. The AFC is too deep. When you look at these the, the teams in the AFC, you're looking at team like divisions like the AFC East. The AFC East might put three teams into the playoffs. The AFC North, you're looking at least two teams in the playoffs. So like just right off that. And then you look at the AFC West. The Chiefs, the Chargers and the Broncos this year. I don't think the Raiders obviously, but you know, but still like it, it's it's tough for you know, especially AFC South for anybody that comes in second. Because I don't think a second place team in this division is going to be able to make the playoffs. Off-season grade. Give them an A- though. Uh, mainly this grade is from the draft. I think the Colts have put themselves in a good future position with this draft, but I don't think they'll be enough for this year. So that's the reason why I gave them an A-. 2023 season outlook. I'm expecting a third place finish in the South. Uh, I think they will be, a, a, you know, it'll be a better season than last year. But with the youth and rookie head coach and teams like the Jaguars and the Titans, they're just in a better position than the Colts are this year. I think you're going to see Jonathan Taylor do what Jonathan Taylor does, barring him staying healthy. So that's, you know, but I, I just, I don't see a 4-12 and finish. I think a little bit better this year, but not by much. Will they make the playoffs? As I said before, no. Uh, it's too much of an uphill battle to get past the two teams in their own division let alone you know the afc you know for a wild card spot what are the odds Their over under is six and a half wins i like them at six so i give them two more wins but i'm gonna say the under here they're plus 500 to win the division don't bet that uh they're plus 6500 to win the afc that's 15th best so that's one better than last and they're plus 350 to make the playoffs. That's 28th best. So, yeah, that's uh that's one thing. But uh, things to look for, uh, a healthy Jonathan Taylor returning to hopefully 2021 form as the NFL leading rusher would be a key on the offense that needs to establish the run to open up the passing game. Also, new head coach Shane Steichen worked wonders with Jalen Hurts in utilizing the passer as the running threat also that he could do the same thing with Anthony Richardson and then three a pass rush tied for 10th with 44 sacks is without Yannick now and uh, he had a team high nine and a half so he wasn't re, re, uh, resigned but free agents Samson Ebukam had 23 and a half sacks in six seasons but I don't think he's gonna fill that void that much so yeah That's what we were looking for. That's the Indianapolis Colts. Now we're going to move on. Houston Texans. New head coach D'Amico Ryans declined other coaching opportunities to come come back to the team he was drafted to. Uh, The Texans were combined 11-38-1 over the past three years after winning the division back-to-back seasons in uh, 2018 and 2019. This is one of the teams I'm excited to watch to be totally honest with you. NFL draft recap. I'm giving them an A minus what they did in this draft. You know, what what they got from Deshaun uh, the the Deshaun Watson trade was remarkable. You know, they took their franchise quarterback, hopefully. Uh at the number 2 with CJ Stroud, which honestly I think he might be the best quarterback in this draft. You know, and then coming right back and trading for the number three pick and then taking one of the best defensive players in the draft, Will Anderson. I mean, they could have just gotten the best offensive player and the best defensive player within two picks. So I'm excited to see these, you know, these players play on this team, you know, and just having two franchise players on either side of the ball and then building around them, that's huge. And I think that's what the Houston Texans set themselves up for uh, for the future. Free agency recap: Comparing the additions and subtractions, Texans did a good job in adding more than what they lost. So I'm giving them a B plus. They're returning 18 starters, eight on offense, ten on defense. And when you look at who they added, you know Andrew Beck, Mike Boone, Noah Brown, Jermaine Carter. Michael Dieter, Tyree Gillespie, Case Keenum, Greg Little, Corey Littleton, Shaq Mason, Desmond Denzel Perryman, Darius Phillips, Sheldon Rankins, Hassan Ridgeway, Dalton Schultz, Steven Sims, Devin Singletary, Eric Tomlinson, Jimmy Ward, Chase Winovich, and Robert Woods. You know, they lost, obviously, one of the key losses was Brandon Cooks. And this is a team that really doesn't have. Um, a great wide receiver room as of right now because when you really look at their receivers, you're hoping that Nico Collins really takes another – like really takes a step up, you know, in year – I think he's three right now. But John Mechie's coming back from cancer, so you're hoping that he gets back to form that he was before the diagnosis. Uh, They added Robert Woods. These are all, like, guys that you're – you're going to say, like, that are good number two wide receivers. So that's my only thing. You, you know, you lose, you know, and, and Noah Brown, being a Cowboys fan, I know what he's all about. He's a great uh, run blocker, you know, so and, – and he's kind of a possession receiver, so it's nice to have Noah Brown as a, as a blanket. But again, as I said, you know, just pass catching, you know, Dalton Schultz will help, obviously – but you know that's that's just my you know my thing. Damian Pierce, I think, is going to take another step, even though he's, I mean, really up there in terms of running backs. And I think Case Keenum and Davis Mills will help C.J. Stroud out. But I think the C.J. Stroud train starts right in week one, to be totally honest with you. And their defense. Malik Collins now adding uh, Will Anderson. You know Sheldon rankings. You know they they were having trouble in the middle on the defensive line. So the fact that you know they added big guys up front, it's only going to help that defense. Contender or pretender? My thing right now is that they're pretenders. Right now, I, I think they probably fight for last in this division. You know, between them and the Colts, but I think the Colts end up winning that that battle and end up in last place. But that's you know just for now. I think this team's going to end up being good uh, sometime in the future. Off season grade. I'm giving them a B. Uh, between what they did in the draft and then in free agency, they're building a team that I could that I said you know could be reckoned with. Uh, in a few years, all you know. Although, also, you know, trading away Brandon Cooks, you know, they're still looking for that number one receiver. So that's that's my question mark on offense, and I think that's not going to help CJ Stroud. But I think eventually this team will be you know a team to reckon with. Twenty twenty three season outlook. I feel a surprising season filled with upsets and but also hiccups. Very young team that will play with grit and aggressive, you know, and be aggressive because of their head coach. Now, D'Amico Ryans is a rookie head coach, but I think just what he brings to the table is going to be good for this young team. And I think we'll see that, you know, CJ Stroud was the best choice uh, at the number two pick. Will they make the playoffs? No, they will not make the playoffs. And I think this is a third third or fourth place finish uh in the south what are the odds they're over under six and a half wins i i like them right around the colts you know six wins ish so i'm gonna go under plus 800 to win the division don't do that plus eight fifth uh 8500 to win the afc don't do that that's 16th best and plus 520 to make the playoffs that's 31st best that's that and then uh three things just to to look for when watching this team um the texans will be patient they don't want to rush the rookie cj stroud is the most talented passer on the roster whether he starts the first game isn't isn't as important as being truly ready and equipped to make progress in an nfl season lovey smith the texans were extremely vulnerable against the run And as I said, Sheldon Rankins, Denzel Perryman, and then Will Anderson will also help in terms of the run. And then three, like I said before, they really don't have that go-to receiver. And I think they're hoping that Nico Collins can be that, but we'll see. Now we move on to the last team in the AFC South, Tennessee Titans. QB is a question when it comes to this team, obviously. They just drafted back-to-back seasons They drafted a quarterback. I've said this for years now. The downfall for this team has always been Tannehill. You know, between A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, uh, Derrick Henry, Johnu Smith, and that defense, this team should have gotten deeper than they were, you know, in the past seasons. Last year they were dealt with a lot of injuries, missed the playoffs, and, you know, missed the playoffs after losing to Jacksonville. They bring in uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, some may say that the Tennessee Titans are the team that veteran wide receivers go to die. You know, you look at Brandy Moss. You look at Julio Jones. You look at, you know, just guys that have gone to Tennessee that just we thought were going to be, you know, the perfect spots for them. Like Julio Jones going to that team we thought was going to be unbelievable. No, it wasn't. So deandre hopkins choices like buffalo new england and and that to go to tennessee over those teams i I mean i don't know what he's thinking it just seems like he's going for money there you know because the guy's never had a great quarterback so why why not go to a team that has a good quarterback but that's not here nor there the question is is malik willis or will levis the guy I mean, or are they both, you know, wh- like, what's the deal? Like, they both might not be the guy. So who knows? NFL draft recap. I'm giving them a B. Pete Skaronsky, Will Levis, and Taj Ty- Ty- Spears were solid three picks on uh, the top end of their draft. Um, some say Skaronsky was the best offensive lineman in the draft. And Levis was a no-brainer after his slide for them for him to land with Tennessee so I mean but he's still a question mark free agency recap I'm giving him a C they have a huge laundry list of guys that they lost and that is questionable to me so when you look at I mean, I don't even want to say all the guys, so I'm just going to say, like, the big names. So in terms of what they added, it was, um, you know, really nobody huge. You know, Andre Dillard, Luke Gifford, uh, Arden Key, Chris Moore, Sean Murphy Bunting, Ben Neiman, really, that's, you know, they, but they lost Taylor Lewan, which they – you don't lose a guy that you just released. But, I mean – Andrew Adams' safety, you know, we can keep going. Zach Cunningham, Dennis Daly, Nate Davis, Bud Dupree, Mario Edwards, Ben Jones, David Long, Jeff Swaim, uh, Robert Woods. You know, these are all guys that they lost. And, I mean, when you look at it, total games played and started that they lost, 343 games played and, and 152 games started by the the people that they, you know, got rid of. Starters returning is 13. They have five on offense and eight on defense. So that's another thing. Contender or pretender? They're pretender. Tough team to figure out. There's questions at a lot of positions on defense, uh, on offense, and defense is still decent, but with the resurgence of Jacksonville, you know, the titans i mean in reality when you really look at like the laundry lists of guys that they lost and you know some of the guys that they did lose are they in a rebuild that's that's the question and honestly i don't think they're good enough to beat out the teams that will be in the wild card hunt so and they're not better than jacksonville so i don't see this team you know being a contender to be totally honest with you off season grade i give them a c uh, between the draft and free agency, they added their needs, but there's still a lot of questions surrounding this team. Uh, they lost a lot. And then, what to expect uh, this season? 2023 season outlook. I honestly don't know what to expect from this team. Tannehill can get them halfway there, but he'll never be that guy to get you far. And the defense was, a, you know, and their run game was the thing that was helping them, you know, was propelling them forward, and Tannehill was just that guy to, like, kind of keep it together. But now they're in a position where they need Tannehill to be more. They need Malik Willis to be more or Will Levis to be more, and they're not going to get that. So, you know, they have, other than Traylon, Traylon Burks, you know, and now obviously, you know, deandre hopkins i mean you gotta hope that deandre hopkins a stays healthy or stays off of the suspension list but i mean you gotta hope that Traylon burks really steps up because you know really if they're not running the ball well all you have to do is just double deandre hopkins and you know who else is there to beat you Traylon burks so you gotta hope that Traylon burks plays to that uh, potential. Last year, you know, because their offensive line was one of the worst last year. Uh, Their defense had a slew of injuries. Uh, If they stay healthy, you know, I think they still finish second in this division. But I don't think it's going to be a great, a great season for Tennessee. Will they make the playoffs? That is going to be a no. Like I said, it's just, you know, there's the AFC is too deep and they're just not going to They're not going to get an AFC wildcard spot. What are the odds? Their over-under is 7.5 wins. I like them at about 7 wins. So, yes, they'll, you know, it's going to be the under. Uh, Plus 380 to win the division, no. Plus uh, 5500 to win the AFC, 14th best, no. Plus 245 to make the playoffs, that's 24th best. And now, NFC South And we're going to start off with Atlanta Falcons This is another team that I'm excited to watch uh, I think this year This team's offense is going to be Something special They, It's going to be dynamic You know, as long as Desmond Ritter Plays to what we hope that he plays to You know, having Pitts, Drake London And now Bijan Robinson I mean, it's going to be huge And to be honest with you a good running back is so huge for a young quarterback. So huge. NFL Draft Recap. I'm going to give them a grade of a B+. B. John Robinson, arguably the best player in the NFL Draft and definitely best at his position. Uh, there's been a lot of pushback lately with taking a running back so high. Atlanta decided to ignore that. Also, it also helps that Arthur Smith came from Tennessee, where Derrick Henry is their offense, and he knows you know what a solid running back does for an you know an offense, especially the one that he wants to run. Free agency recap. I'm going to give them an A. Atlanta had one of the best free agencies in the league. Uh, they're returning 18 starters, eight on offense and 10 on defense. Some of the guys that they brought in are guys like. Basically, let's start with it, what they lost so I can tell you exactly what they you know, basically fit in. They lost Marcus Mariota, Elijah Wilkinson, Alamide Zacchaeus, or whatever you want to call it. But other than that, there's really nobody that actually started. Casey Hayward um, that started a lot of games. But then you look at what they added. Abdullah Anderson, Calais Campbell, Tay Davis, Bud Dupree, Kaden Ellis, uh, Joe G- uh, Gaziano, Eddie Goldman, Ethan Greenidge, Penny Hart, Taylor Heineke, Mac Collins, Mike Hughes, Joshua Miles, Scotty Miller, Jeff Akuda, David Anyamata, and Johnu Smith. Those are big names to bring in so yeah they did and you know then they bring in jesse bates as well it was a huge free agency for for atlanta and i think this team is going to be pretty special contender or pretender i'm gonna put them in a i'm gonna call them betweeners uh this this team can sneak up on the saints to be honest with you uh obviously ritter getting a full season under his belt will come up with some ups and downs, but the team that is being put together in Atlanta could surprise people and, you know, teams, obviously. So I think that, you know, I think Bijan John Robinson is a huge upgrade. You know, although Tyler Al- uh, Algier had a thousand yard season. So it's you know to have both of those guys, it's gonna be huge. Off season grade. I'm giving them a B plus between the draft and the free agency, they put together a hell of a offseason. 2023 season outlook. I'm expecting a second place finish in the division. Only because I think the the youth compared to the the veterans over with New Orleans I think it's, that's going to be the difference. But they kind of give me shades of Jacksonville last year. So we'll see. Will they make the playoffs? I'm on the fence with that. Uh, between the A- NFC East, again, possibly sending three teams to the playoffs, and then having teams like the Seahawks, the Lions, also not winning their division but being better than Atlanta, they may see themselves on the outside looking in. But, again, this team can surprise teams. And may find themselves sneaking in, as I said, as Jacksonville did last year. What are the odds? Their over under is eight and a half wins. I like them at eight, so I'm going to say under. Plus 220 to win the division, plus 2500 to win the NFC, which is 11th best, plus 116 to uh, make the playoffs, that's 17th best. You know, and then some things to look for in terms of Atlanta. If Ritter stumbles early, I don't expect Arthur Smith to to make a you know make a change. I think this is you're, you're basically this is Ritter's team. The Falcons offensive line played well in the run game, but remains suspect in pass protection. If Ritter's gonna draw uh, going to thrive, the line needs to be stabilized at left guard and provide McGarry some help against elite rushers. How much will the Falcons be able to get out of rookie running back Bijan Robinson? Algier and Patterson on hand, he will not have to carry a full load. Smith has big plans for the rookie who he called a home run hitter. I do see Cordell Patterson being traded at some point, whether it be in the offseason, you know, in preseason or towards the trade deadline. I think there's just, you know, you have a thousand yard rusher, And you just took a running back number five, I think, or six or whatever it was. I don't think you're going to, you know, or you just might see Cordero Patterson back at wide receiver, you know, so who knows. But I I see him being on the move at some point. Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich, uh, we were just talking about him before with the Colts. Well, he's taking over for Matt Rule. Um, The youth movement is in full effect in Carolina And the question is, do they start Bryce Young right off the bat? Uh, My only concern outside of just the the development of Bryce Young is that losing DJ Moore for Bryce Young could deem problematic when it comes to pass catchers. They are hoping that Terrace Marshall really takes that next step and takes over the number one spot. Adding uh, Adam Thielen and DJ Chark was good but not great. NFL Draft Recap is a B. This is solely because of taking Bryce Young. And the question is, can he show the critics the way that Russell Wilson did his whole career? You know, obviously, the the small guy critics. Free agency recap is going to be a D. The only good thing about this offseason is that the Panthers were able to trade up to obtain the number one pick. The franchise signal caller will be hurt by not having. DJ Moore at his disposal. Instead, his receivers will be a decrepit Thielen and an injury-prone DJ Chark. This doesn't seem like a good recipe for success when it comes to Bryce. Someone needs to explain to me what the Panthers really are doing they overpaid a running back in Miles Sanders a 33 year old receiver who can't get open anymore Adam Thielen and a mediocre tight end Hayden Hurst meanwhile Carolina relinquished DJ Moore in that trade obviously the trade that brought Bryce Young so it's kind of like a an up and down kind of thing contender or pretender pretender Uh, I think we'll There'll be a lot more downs than ups for Bryce Young. Carolina will have to add more around him to start becoming a contender, but it's a step in the right direction. Offseason grade. I'm going to give them a B minus. Questionable free agency, but could have found their franchise quarterback. So that's why I'm giving them in that B spot. 2023 season outlook. It's going to be short and sweet. A lot of ups and downs for this team, but mainly downs. So, yeah. Will they make the playoffs? No. It's not even the second best team in this division. What are the odds? They're over under seven and a half wins. I'm going to give them under. And I'm probably going to be there around the five mark, to be honest with you. Plus 330 to win the division, plus 3000 to win the NFC, that's 13th best, plus 168 to make the playoffs, that's 20th best. And this team, you know, I just saw before going on because I'm a guy that has been investing in Matt Corral. The way I look at Matt Corral is that nobody really knows what to get from Matt Corral because last year he got hurt. And when you look at some of his his draft, like basically what some of the scouts were saying about his draft, and you know this and that, like he's a good quarterback. So the fact that we didn't see anything of him, and then on top of that, Carolina trades for the number one pick and ends up taking Bryce Young, that knocked him down a little bit more. So his prices were super low. N- nobody knows what you're going to get from Matt Corral. So to me, it's a very low risk high reward like super high reward because even if he does do well they trade him to another team you don't know what you're gonna get so i'm i'm pretty pumped about matt corral and this is what i saw prior to to you know going on now matt corral is reportedly likely to get Majority of Panthers preseason snaps. A strong preseason could reportedly make Corral an attractive trade piece for many teams. However, Corral said recently that he doesn't want to be traded from Carolina. Many NFL scouts believed Corral had the most upside of any quarterback in the 2022 NFL Draft. The Panthers' sophomore QB has a huge preseason ahead of us. I'm I'm telling you, like I like I'll show you some of the cards right now. I have a. Matt Corral, contend, uh contenders optic auto to this is actually just an auto. Um, then I got this one an immaculate to twenty to twenty five RPA. This I got for sixty bucks. This one to fifteen RPA Matt Corral Then I got this one to 149 RPA then I'm in the process of getting one of uh, the I have a Genesis of him that I'm getting graded at the moment then I got this one the purple shock then I got this one an orange to 50 then I already have this one graded this is a auto rookie auto PSA 8 out of elite and then I got this one this one's so cool a neon marble prism to four I mean it it doesn't get better than that I am huge on Matt Corral so I'm excited to when I saw that on Twitter I, I mean that that was unbelievable um, so I'm pumped about that now we move on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No more Tom Brady. So now it's up to Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. And which is crazy because I thought Kyle Trask would have it under his belt. But I'm not hearing a lot of Kyle Trask. I'm, I'm hearing more of Baker Mayfield. And it kind of seems like people are like, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield is the guy. This team really doesn't have an identity. Who are they? Are they a rebuild or a restock? And then you think, hey, are they going to tank for Caleb? You know, or Drake May. I mean, it really, I really like Caleb Williams. You know, I started to to collect a little bit of him. I ended up pulling two of his autos and I sold them right away. I don't know if I should have. Kind of stupid, to be honest with you. But, you know, if he, once he gets in, once he start ha- starts having, you know, his pro uniforms out, it's, they kind of like go down. But NFL Draft Recap. B-plus, their top four picks should be able to contribute Day one, so that's that's big. That's what you want to hear when you're talking about a team and their draft. Free agency recap. They got a B plus. Uh, Although the Bucks lost a lot of big names, these big names were also older players. The Bucks seem to start seeming to start heading young, Um, like the Saints. The Buccaneers needed a hard reset in the wake of losing their franchise quarterback. They made some noise by signing Baker Mayfield. But they've done a better job overall of making sure they can land one of Caleb Williams or Drake May in the 2024 NFL Draft. Mayfield might be a hated signing, but there's nothing wrong with kicking the tires on him. He's a former number one pick. Uh, So if the Buccaneers can salvage his career, they could pursue other options next April. Still, it's way more likely that Mayfield fails, and that's okay. Given the talent of this team, Tampa Bay won't be very competitive in 2023. Uh, and that kind of seems to be the plan. Contender or pretender? Pretender. Tank for Caleb. That's that's the, that's the all you need to know. Offseason grade. B+. You know, when you look at it, Matt Filer, Greg Gaines, Ryan Neal are nice, low-cost additions in free agency. And the Buccaneers draft was a very good one. Kali- uh, Kalijah Cansey was arguably a top 10 player in the draft and they were able to get him at the 19. Uh, Their day two selections should both contribute and on day three they acquired players big on potential or intriguing traits such as speedster receiver Trey Palmer and incredibly productive Edge rusher, Jose Ramirez. 2023 season outlook. I- I'm expecting the Bucks not to be competitive. Uh, I'm expecting them to finish last in the division. And I'm expecting them to be in a position to land Caleb Williams or Drake May. Will they make the playoffs? And uh, No. What are the odds? They're over under six and a half. I like them at, like, five or six, maybe, so under. A lot of these teams, I'm picking under, so, yeah. Plus 700 to win the division? I know. Plus 4,000 to win the NFC, 15th best? I know. And plus 360 to make the playoffs, 29th best? I uh, nah. So, yeah, that's that. New Orleans Saints. Saints signed Derek Carr. I think their offense took a huge step forward with Carr and possibly a healthy Michael Thomas coming back so that's big. NFL draft recap. I give him a B. Saints helped their their need of defensive line in this draft so that was big and hey, don't sleep on Jay Kaner. Don't spl- don't sleep on him. Free agency recap. Big F. I'm not a big fan of what the the Saints are doing. Uh their goal honestly should be you know to start tanking for Caleb, but they kind of decided to kind of st- tread water, I guess, and stay around 500. They can make the playoffs in there, you know. It's a it's a weak division. I think they do make the playoffs. I think they win the division, but it's still like your team kind of needs help. So by them picking up Derek Carr and Jamal Williams, it's like you know you're kind of treading water. Derek Carr will give the Saints an upgrade at quarterback over Andy Dalton, but the Saints' Super Bowl chances still is 0%. This is why they needed to rebuild, but they just decided to tread water. Contender or pretender? I'm going to say contender, but as in a potential playoff team. That's it, and they're not going to go any further than the first round. Offseason grade. C+. Uh, Derek Carr to the Saints was a logical move that made sense for both. But the Saints contend you know, can contend in a weak division and conference without needing to rebuild. But honestly, they're not they're not a Super Bowl team. Brian Breesey and Isaiah Fosky, their first two picks were spent on defensive linemen, and they'll need both to play a lot as rookies. The rest of the draft was intriguing. Uh, A.T. Perry with uh, a potential steal at receiver. Jay Kaner, as I said, quarterback prospect who many people loved as a player with the potential to buck the odds in the fourth round. 2023 season outlook. I believe they'll win the division, but a first round out. And I believe that their offense will be better than last year. Will they make the playoffs? Yes. What are the odds? Over, under, Nine and a half wins. I like them at nine. Maybe ten. But I'm going to say nine. Under. Plus 135 to win the division. Hey, might as well throw it in a parlay. Plus 1700 to win the uh, NFC. Seventh best. That's crazy. And minus 164 to make the, uh, make the playoffs, which is ninth best. Around the hobby. The National is next weekend. So I wanted to just talk about that real quick. You know, a lot of people obviously are going... Um I'm not going this year. I wish I was. Uh I went last year in Atlantic City. It was my first national. Uh I'm hoping that this year will be the last year that I miss because it was just it was it was too fun. Like it, it was such a it was such an amazing experience that it's like something that I don't want to miss and I'm already getting FOMO. Uh you know, just hearing people talk about it and how you know oh i'm leaving thursday um you know blah 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 blah. i had such a good time and i i can't wait to go next year uh next year's in cleveland i'll be there you know my my advice all right if you're a big time you know hobbyist you probably have enough money you're probably going with you know your cards your money all that uh, when you were in like being in my position where last year I was just, you know, basically I had no idea what to expect. You know, I'm two years into the hobby like like this. Um, so I didn't know really what to expect. So I brought a couple of cards to get graded. Um, I brought some money, not much. And I ended up buying uh, two cards, a Josh Allen, rookie and a Justin Herbert, rookie. Um, but my, if you were in my, if you're in my position that I was last year where either you didn't know like what you were heading into or you just, you know, you just don't have the money to spend like those guys do just have fun, honestly, just walk around, you know. Stop at some of the breakers that you like You know they got the breakers pavilion You know there's there's so many tables There's so many things to to Look at honestly I was there from I think we got there Friday night and we spent Saturday And Sunday at the show I still I still don't think I saw Every you know Every table And to be honest with you If you have the time Go Thursday to Sunday If you have the money You know go spend it on whatever cards you see or whatever else like there's just so many things that you're going to see at the national that you're never going to see ever again unless you go back to the national it is so cool and such of like an insane experience that honestly I went there and I spent maybe two hundred dollars and I had a blast. Like I didn't pick up big cards. I didn't like it just I had such a good time. So honestly, if you're going to the the national and you really don't have that money, like just go have a good time. Just just take it all in and go spend it with the breakers that you like to break with or, you know, just anything like that. You know, it's just it's it's fun it really is fun, and I just, I want people to, to have a good time, and, you know, just to know exactly what to expect, um, now, also, quick, before, you know, I get out of here, I wanted to, you know, bring up this story, which I just saw on, uh, The Collectibles Guru, um, an 82-year-old collector named Terry thought his brother threw out his old baseball card collection. Earlier this year, however, Terry's brother found the cards in an old cheese box where they apparently had been safely stored for decades. In the collection, there was a raw 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle. After the collection was found, the mantle was sent off to PSA where it graded a PSA 6. Last week, Terry's PSA 6... Hit the auction block, and it sold for a hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars, and the brothers will be splitting the money. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like some of these stories. Like I, I, you know, one of the guys at work brought up, oh yeah, I have a you know first edition Charizard. Like you just have it like hanging out. Like what? Like like people don't understand. Like th- there's unreal potential. For anybody that was collecting or, you know, anything when they were younger. It, it's it's absurd. I'm like, dude, get that graded, you know? Like And, like, people don't understand. That's the thing. You know, like, I try to tell people, like, hey, listen, you know, if you have a card like that, like, get it graded. And, like, people obviously don't know what graded means. So I have to explain it to them. But, I, I mean, just the, the potential that that kid has – Uh, if it is a first edition Charizard I mean and I'm not big into Pokemon I'm not at all I don't want to pretend that I am but I look it up and I'm like wow you know like hey dude get it graded you get a 10 (laughs) you're you're gonna be a lot richer um also fanatics live finally uh released on the uh at the all-star break it looks good i you know i'm in you know as a beta beta tester or whatever it is um it's it's a cool app there's a lot of things that i would love to get into but i just don't have enough time today um and also fanatics says that the come 2024 they're going to start uh having these events basically like a comic-con kind of thing for uh collectibles so I'm excited to see what that is. I'm excited to see what, you know, just the the unknown of what Fanatics is going to bring to the hobby. That That's where it's like, it's crazy. But that will do it for running up the score. Again, I have the time now. So I'm going to try to, you know, rip off maybe two shows a week. Um, and then I would like to basically release the shows on saturdays on twitch and youtube and uh you can watch them either you know live on twitch or check them out on youtube whenever you want but that will do it i'm jerry be breezy breezy and it is all over you've been listening to running up the score we run up the score on sports radio